0: When the work is done, everyone says we just acted naturally. I like this passage from the Dao De Ching. I'm going to talk about this book today. Is
1: Ching or Jing? Maybe Dao De Ching. I'm not mm. sure. Well, I'm always worried whenever I uh, speak in a foreign language. In case I make the classic faux pas that make, you know, the, the native say... Yeah, the ones where they look at you, like, little, the little scout Like, if you go to uh, know, anyone who's from a Mexican background, they say Jalapeno, and they look at you like...
0: Uh-huh. I feel there's no way to get it right, because when I say Dao, people in the West say, no, it's Tao. And I say, no, it's Dao. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. But then it is actually Dao, mm. so you're going to get it wrong anyway. Yeah, who's the source it's of truth? Yeah yeah, 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 Anyway. And um, this is a good. great book. To me, Like this is probably one of my favourite books, at least philosophy and uh it was it was written around 500 bc and and, and at the time there was no taoism this mm-hmm. is one of the books that uh that constitute taoism mm-hmm. as a philosophy at the time there was none, there none of that absolutely and i guess that like most people associate taoism with the yin and yang you know like the mm-hmm. um circle half black half white which i think the two serpents yes right? yeah, yeah is it a serpent yeah it's two serpents and the light locked in even combat, but like it's the idea that they're like head to tail, eternal, eternal. Mm. And if you notice, like the black one's got a white dot, and the, and the, and the black and the white one's got a black dot, which is so the one is like the sort of um, is order, kind of yes. masculine order. The other one is more um, chaos and creativity in a way, right? And the fact that both have a dot representing the other is also the fact that when everything is chaos, there's always the opportunity of. Infinite order.
1: Mm. When everything you know,
0: when everything is right in your life and is going well, you know there's always an opportunity of yeah, like great yeah, great creativity.
1: I think I've I've stumbled across a nice paragraph that summarizes that. Mm. It says, "Hard depends on easy. Long is tested by short. High is determined by low. Sound is harmonized by voice. After is followed by before. So it's almost like your anchor is." It depends on what, well, essentially your result or your outcome depends on the previous anchor. Yeah. And so also what exists depends on what, what, it, what the comparison point is, yeah. which is which is quite interesting because when you look at, you know, performance, yeah, are you are you a good, I don't know, are you a good uh, golfer? So the only way to understand if you are good or not is to have a comparison yeah. point, right? So it's interesting that this is where the book would, would bring that in as well. Yeah, it's the idea that like darkness depends on light. Yes, And
0: vice versa, right? It's One is the absence of, of the other. And so you can't have one thing without... Mm. You know, you can't have... You can't be happy if you have never been sad. Because yes. you wouldn't know what that means. Yes, yeah. Right? And uh, it's the idea that... In, in many philosophies in the West, we have... We don't have this idea of everything being an organism. It's mostly, like, top-down. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's an entity, a higher entity, and and that kind of... Like an, well, a master puppeteer in a way, yes. right? in 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 chinese philosophies mostly like there's an organism and we're all part of it right and and so so the universe or, or life is, a, is is an organism and it all starts with it, that is a strong idea and like the the doubt the of
1: ching and the fact that mm. the contrast is important that's very interesting i like the idea that you can't have something without cost so it's like if you spend your time doing one thing, then you have to you know, lose the opportunity to do something else in the process. That opportunity cost. I also like the idea of applying it to things that people don't necessarily know that there's a cost behind. Mm. For example, uh, a few a few months ago, probably about twelve, fourteen months ago, I gave up caffeine for about six months. Yeah, and in giving up caffeine. I had to deal with a lot of unexpected things which I I didn't realise I'd have to deal with, you know, withdrawal symptoms and then more than that, you know, what it's like to function without caffeine, giving up certain foods, giving up, you know, coffee, certain social activities. And in the end, ultimately just being a bit hungrier in general. And those are things I never considered. Mm -hmm. I never considered them because I never realized that there would be a cost to, you know, give up something. Now, I drink coffee again now and I'm high intake caffeine. And I find that, yeah, there's a price to pay for that in terms of intrinsic cost or monetary cost or maybe like occasionally like something to do with health if there's anything around, around that. But I find that it's almost like that there is that balance. It's like I didn't realise that perhaps caffeine was right for me until mm. I, I, I took it away. I didn't realise there was a cost in doing so. I suppose that's a nice analogy we can use for most things in life. Like, yeah. you know, if, you want, if you wanted to you know, be a peak performer, optimal performer, it's like, what is the cost of that? what is the cost of saying actually I need to you know train more or I need to rejig the way I train like for example um getting into martial arts especially and spending more time fighting again I realized I couldn't spend all my time training my strength because it's used it's not as useful it's I have to accept that if I want to become a better fighter I have to spend more time training my power than my strength and so one cost there was a a cost i had to give up in order to achieve certain goals and to you know ultimately start working towards being a champion and i find that really interesting yeah
0: this thing about the contrast makes me think that you know one personal example is when i kind of lost my fitness we talked about this in a different episode that like i paused things in my life and i lost a lot of weight i was very skinny and then got back in in great shape and that made me appreciate what it means to be in great shape, what it means to be in great health. Absolutely. Because when you know the contrast and you don't have it, then you can appreciate what that really means. And yes. you know you can lose yeah. it. Right? And it's also a great way to really appreciate hard times. You know, say maybe you've got a business or maybe you're going through a tough time in your relationship or whatever it is, knowing that going th- that is the way, that is the contrast that will get to your result. It's not the enemy it's part of that result mm. and by understanding that your result will be even sweeter it would taste amazing when you get
1: there. yes yeah I like that I mean there's a phrase I've just picked up here again which I think kind of summarizes that nicely it says one brings profit one brings harm I find that quite interesting. The idea that, you know, you could do something and it, in two turns, in, 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 essentially it could do two things at the same time. Yeah. It's like, again, is this a problem you want to have? Is this, is this something that you want to deal with? Is this yeah. something you want to cope with? How many times have you read this book?
0: I, I read it once a year. So probably three or four times by now. Um, yeah. I'm Just I, every time I find something different because I'm different, right? So that's it's one of those books that whenever I go through it, you know, you can see I highlighted it in different colors because it's it. a different yeah. time, right? And, uh, yeah, and, and what you just said as well makes me think that when you choose something, you know, when you create something new, a better situation for yourself, you're also creating new problems.
1: Absolutely. Right? So
0: I like to choose my own problem. Sometimes I go like, is that a problem I would enjoy solving? Mm. Is that a challenge I would enjoy Putting getting through? Yeah, because yeah. I know that if I choose something nice, uh, say, say for example, let's stick to the fitness example, right? I want to put on more mass, or maybe I want to get to the next step, whatever that is. I know there will be another challenge. Maybe I will have to change my diet, right, or change my habits, uh, change the people I hang out with, right? Is that a problem I would enjoy? Mm-mm. And and that's a great way to frame it because instead of looking just for the nice, you look at what will the challenge
1: be and am I ready for it? Do I want to choose it? It's yes. my decision. Yeah, that's very interesting. See, I've started to wake up earlier in the morning moving from sort of like 7am uh, you know, to you know aiming towards 5am, so some days 6am, some days 5am, I'm kind of like moving towards that. Now, I'm not a morning warrior by any stretch, like, I'm not one of these people that say, hey, early bird catches a worm, etc, it's like whatever works for you. Now, for me, it makes more sense to wake up earlier, purely because it fits a little bit better within my schedule, and now I've balanced things, I'm like, cool, let's, let's see what happens here. And the interesting thing is, you're right, it's like, is this a problem I want to have, like, is this a problem I'd enjoy solving? Because... I don't. I actually don't mind waking up earlier. On the premise that actually in the evenings I don't really get that much done. Like come past nine o'clock, it's like what? What is my time used for? So like, I'm low energy. I'm not specifically that useful to anyone else in my life. I'm not useful to myself. I sit around. I procrastinate. Heck, I might as well just jump jump into bed around like you know ten o'clock. It's like and then I can still wake up early, get the things that I need to do, that I need done done. Be an effective human and you know work towards the things that matter the peak performance aspects you know fitness diet you know uh, achieving achieving my goals in terms of what i'm working on as well so that, that that resonates with me the idea of like hey is this something interesting that i'd want to solve because when i suppose you're in, if you're in control of creating the problems then you're in control of how you'd solve them as well yeah yeah and
0: you know this thing on the fact that anything you will get will also come, you know, for that contrast, will also come with new challenges, new problems. Because you'll just change things in your life. Even if you're looking for the positive, mm. you'll get new challenges. And there's this passage I really like, which is, gain or loss, which one hurts? Yeah. Extreme love exacts a great price. Many possessions entail heavy loss. Mm. And to me, is the fact that, you know, again, that gain or loss, which one hurts? Is the fact that the more you have, the more you have to lose, which is fine. It doesn't mean, you know, not don't accumulate anything in your know, life. It's natural that through life mm. you go through and have great people around you. You'll have um, even objects, right? But knowing that everything is is temporary because it's the nature of of, of the game, yes. and and knowing that like when you lose something, when you lose someone, it's not the action started many many years ago when you actually had it it's part of the same journey it's just a different point of view mm. of that journey rather than an isolated
1: moment i agree yeah what i really like about the idea of uh, gain or loss which one hurts is that mm. you actually it hurts to grow in any aspect now whether that's mentally physically or anything in between growth hurts like growth is you're genuinely uncomfortable experience so to grow and to gain to amass anything is that's painful And then you know the idea of loss, it's like, well, actually, once you've amassed this, losing it would be painful. Imagine right now if you you lost you know 50% of not necessarily your your wealth, but you know, your health, your knowledge. Imagine if that disappeared. It's like if you could anchor yourself between and create that contrast between what you had before and what you have, now that would be painful. Mm. And so, you know, I guess in some cases it's like ignorance ignorance is almost bliss, but then the question becomes, how ignorant do you want to be? Where is your point of contrast? Like if you don't see, if you don't explore and that's what this what this book makes me think of a lot. Is the exploration? It's yeah. like the idea behind like, well, we have to explore what what not necessarily what the meanings are uh, to you and everything else, but explore what the meaning is of uh, what your meaning is more than anything else. Like, what are you willing to what are you willing to work for? What are you willing to sacrifice and mm-hmm. gains or loss? You know, which one hurts? That for me is like you know, everything is pain, but you choose where you channel that pain. That that energy. That that you know growth or that. Ultimately, that, that that loss as well. And they say that health, for he- most human beings, is just a, ba- a balance between anabolic, what builds you, yes. and catabolic, what destroys you. Mm-hmm. So if you balance that, then you're healthy. Yeah. But if you have too much growth or too much destruction in your body, that's detrimental. Yeah. So, and, and to me, it's like
0: the two serpents, the two snakes locked in that, right? The fact that there's always two sides to everything you do, like a mm-hmm. coin, right? So, again, like, if you lose something, you have to be lucky to have it. Yes, Right. So it's like that. Loss is actually comes because of abundance. It mm. can't come without abundance. Agrees, right? yeah. Absolutely. And also, I really like what you said that we grow through challenge. Yes. And there's a there's a passage that says we gain by losing, lose by gaining.
1: Interesting. I really like how yeah. that. I like how it's, it's twofold. It can work both ways. That's very interesting. So. You say you read this book once per year. How long do you muse on the lessons? How long do you spend sort of digesting? And more than that, how long does it take for you to start to take some of this action into your life? Because the biggest problem I find when you're when talking to beginners or, you know, uh, anyone who hasn't reached a certain level in the certain skill set is the difference between abstraction. So, you know, nice quotes like this yeah. that you can start to build and mold into Almost like useful knowledge that makes sense to you, and, and you know, concrete actions and steps. If you gave, you know, someone who wasn't, you know, perhaps a- adept at philosophy or reading the Tao Te Ching, you know, they might not do anything with it. They say, What well, is this nonsense? It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So, where, how do you, how do you, how what advice would you give to someone who wants to take all of this interesting abstraction and turn yeah. it into action? How do you action it in your life? Yeah, so, so to me, there's another book I read every
0: year, which is Meditation. Absolutely, so I'm, so I'm a produced. big fan of that. And what I do with with both is, well, with the Tao Te Ching, I just read um, one passage a day or less. Mm. So it's a book you can read in one hour, but you're not going to get much from it. And so really just read one passage and think about it. And what I really like about this book, and it's the same for, for meditations, is that sometimes it's abstract enough for you to go, what did that mean? But then if you think about it, then you get the meaning. And it's, it can be different. Every time you read it, the meaning can be slightly different. Um, but really to having that patience and understanding that, it's like when you look at a great painting, mm. that great painting might be amazing to me, it might be shit to you. right? Because it is in terms of what it communicates with me. It's not... It's it's the actual image that goes through my mind, through my eyes. That's what creates the mm. meaning.
1: So it's also without like the observer, it doesn't even exist. That's interesting. Right. So it's almost like it doesn't matter who you are. Right. As long as you have some experience in something, reading a book like say the Tao or Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, based on your experiences, you'll take away the parts that are relevant for you. Yeah. And you can then turn that abstraction to action. Yeah. It's like a spark,
0: and then the kind of fire you start depends on you. Depends mm. on like you know you've got. Um, a different fuel but the spark it, it just creates fire from whatever fuel you have in yourself
1: that's interesting so this is almost like the coffee without the crash the motivational mm-hmm. quotes without the you know the the ha huh, well the spark happened but there wasn't enough like yes. kindling to keep the fire lit yeah. right
0: and some things are even if you look at the way i highlighted mm. it some things don't resonate with you but then you read them again a year later, two years later, whatever. And they do because they, they are at least the right time for the right person. And again, like the meaning might change. Sometimes you might think about a specific situation and a particular sentence might really help. And then another time you just you know pass over
1: it and that's it. Yes. Now, I can definitely agree that there's certain parts of these highlights that make literally no sense to me. There was uh, one that I skipped. <laughs> skimmed through which said said something in what i assume to be chinese which i would never understand but right there is one part which i think you know i think is 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 perhaps like almost like a nice a nice ending there and i think that you know this is something that we can leave we can we we can let our listeners meditate on a little bit is and this comes from the idea i think for me before before i before i said what it is is that all creation comes from destruction, right? Mm. So when we talk about the idea of creativity and you know new ideas or new thoughts or innovation, innovation is essentially destroying something. Now it might be destroying the way the industry used to function, or it might be destroying the beliefs and barriers that you had previously and saying, I'm gonna destroy, I'm gonna get rid of these constraints and we're gonna move in this direction forward. Mm. So you know, when we look at when we look at cooking, cooking is a very simple example of this. To cook, you have to destroy ingredients (laughs) to make something new. And yeah, sometimes that process is reversible and sometimes it's not. In the same way that digital cameras completely destroyed, you know, Polaroid photography and everything else. And a few businesses suffered from that. And yes, you can still get Polaroid cameras. And yes, they're a bit fun, but then it's not serious anymore. Like innovation and creation destroyed that. And what I really like here, and this is, uh, I think, something that our, our listeners can meditate on is a great victory is a funeral ceremony mm. and you know what well, for me i'd love to hear what people think about that like what what great victories have you had recently where something has had to be destroyed in order to get there well, what have you given up what victory has turned into a fu- funeral ceremony for you i love that point but especially what
0: you said that creation entails destruction and really to understanding, again, that law of contrast, mm. it's the same thing. There's two sides of the same coin. The really, the destruction is just, it's like counter-creation. Yes. right? It's just a creation in the opposite vector. You have to do in order to like create something new. You have to go against what was created before. Absolutely. So it's the same thing. It's just that we give it a negative meaning, but we don't have to. It's part of the same process. Do you
1: want to cook, cook cake? you got to kill flour, you know? Yeah. We kill flower. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but I like that. I mean, so uh, for anyone that hasn't read the Dao De Jing, like obviously, go to your local lo- local bookstore, digital retailer, and feel free to download it, and we can drop a link in the in the show notes for this to check it out. And um, again, let us know your thoughts on the idea of you know what what great victory you've had recently which has led to some sort of funeral ceremony. Essentially, what have you done, which has led to some kind of, like, destruction in the process? That's really interesting. Like, can you look at how you've built something, but lost something at the same time? And then ask yourself, well, actually, one, was it worth it? And two, is it steps in the right direction? Start to think a bit like, you know, anyone who's interested in Taoism and, you know, the, this incredible Chinese philosophy. And if you've got any questions or any interesting thoughts about this, and the Tao Te Ching in general, then you won't, by all means, like, uh, drop us a little note on Twitter. Uh, that's at Matt Sandrini and at Cassius Chiani. I would 100% say uh, tweet Matt on this one um, because otherwise you're just, I might just have to CC him in any reply, so. so I look forward to
0: hearing your comments and CCing Cass in them. <laughs> <laughs> That's say, Well, you've, you've got the beard, so you're the philosopher here. Exactly. Until next time.